Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 128 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Round six has come and gone, and round seven has eight games this weekend, including the Suns, Bulldogs, and Lions getting to play twice in just a span of three or four days, depending upon the club. An absolutely tough situation for all three of these clubs. Two of them will be facing off against one another, so it's going to definitely be a war of attrition on Tuesday next week when the Bulldogs and the Suns face off against one another. Don't forget that you can visit my website at yankonthefooty.com and sign up for the mailing list so that you get new episodes sent to you as soon as they become available. And also when I start doing live episodes again here very shortly, I always send out the link to that to my subscribers so they can hop on the live episode and chat with me there during the course of the uh, the episode. Now, if you happen to follow me on social media, and if you don't, it'd be fantastic if you would do that over there on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can search for me, Craig Wessels, or a Yank on the Footy over there as well, or on Twitter at Yank underscore on. I had the uh, great pleasure last night, um, in fact, about 24 hours ago from when I'm recording this, I was hopping in the car to come home from the first concert that I've had the chance to go to in about four years. And it was, well, how can I put it? It was kick-ass. That's all I can say about it. We uh, we got to the concert, which began at 7 p.m. We got there at about 7.15. We got into the arena and got to our seats. So the opening act, the first act, uh, was just about finished. It's a band I'm not familiar with at all by the name of Twin Temple. Don't know much about them at all. But the other two... This was a co-headlining tour, and if you are a fan of rock and roll and a little bit of metal there, you probably would have enjoyed watching Volbeat and Ghost performing. Just an, an absolutely fun time. I did uh, shoot a couple uh, moments of uh, live video on my phone during the course of the concert and put that up on my social media. So if you've, uh, and most people have, if you've been sequestered away and not been able to get to a concert for a while, well, I just wanted to help out there a little bit. So I joked with my buddies that I went with. I said, hey, you know, uh, as I was leaving work today, I said, you know, if we hop in the car right now, uh, we could probably be in the town where they're playing next that evening because they played in Toledo in Ohio where we saw them, which is about 50 miles away. And they were playing in Grand Rapids, Michigan tonight, which was another probably two and a half hours north of where they were this time. So we didn't hop in the car to go, but uh, it was a lot of fun and uh, absolutely had a blast, blast of uh, a great time with this. So hoping to get to another show, uh, maybe a little bit more quickly, but uh, also watching my pennies and that sort of thing as well. Now, uh, one quick correction from a recent episode. Uh, yeah, I had mentioned uh, some of the news items that uh, Max King of the Sun had injured his knee and would be out for the year. Of course, it's Ben King that hurt his knee that plays with the Suns, not Max. So I apologize for that. Somebody mentioned that to me, and I I know that, and I just I screwed up a little bit there. So Now, one other little piece of news that I saw today 
that was absolutely dynamite to see was that uh, the Bombers had a participant at practice that hadn't been there for a little while. And Anthony McDonald, Tippin' Woody, was back with the Bombers at the hangar practicing today or yesterday, I guess now. Um, spent some time out there. Great to see him back. I hope he's doing well. The AFL is a better place with Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody involved with it. So, sir, I wish you the absolute best as you go forward, and I hope things work out well for you. Now, let's take a look at a few of the uh, matches from round six here before we jump into the tips for round seven. Now, I, I do want to mention I still am trying to line up a few interviews with a couple of clubs yet. I'm still trying to find a Lion supporter. I'm trying to find a Sun supporter as well and uh, a Tiger supporter. And uh, I joked with somebody that I interviewed last week that I wasn't going to make the Tiger supporter you know, go over to Marvel Stadium to conduct the interview. They can do it right from wherever they happen to be. So if you're interested in doing that, you can head over to my website and click on the Register as a Guest button and uh, get signed up for that. And even if you are not a supporter of one of those sides and you've got a great story to tell, about your local club or about uh, some aspect of footy that I maybe have not anticipated wanting to discuss on the podcast or I would have thought to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. So, you know, by all means, head over to my website and click on that register as a guest button up at the top there. You can leave a review for the podcast there if, as well if you'd like to do so. So let's look back at round six and uh, there's some exciting games. You know, the Suns uh, are, are quickly becoming, you know, a club that is moving from the, oh, they're not going to be any good this year, to they might be pushing their way into the six. And in fact, they got to spend a little bit of time in the top six before the round wrapped up last week after they got their win against the Cats. And I tipped the, the Cats to win this one, so I got that one wrong. You know, the Cats, they played a decent game, but you know, the Suns, they took advantage of their home ground, and uh, they've pushed themselves into contention. And Torrey Groves Little led the Suns with uh, two goals, three behinds. Phoebe McWilliams, Chloe Shear both kicked two goals to pace the Cats. Now, I had a listener drop me a note on, uh, I think, Monday of this week, so a few days ago, um, mentioning to me that I should uh, keep tabs on the different uh, weather conditions in the different cities where the games are played, and, and, and they're right about that. They are absolutely right especially with it being summertime and, you know, the weather being really difficult. You know, I, I know that the Brisbane Gold Coast area is in many ways similar to the state of Florida here in the United States. You know, here in the United States, you know, when it's time to for when it's wintertime and you want to stay warm, you go south to stay warm. I know that in Australia, you tend to go north to stay warm. And, you know, there's also a significant amount of humidity I know there as well. Uh, a lot of precipitation. You know, I've seen that there are some 40-degree days here recently in Perth as well. So you're absolutely right. I do need to, uh, to consider those kinds of things, but it's not something that I have consistently thought about other than knowing that, uh, you know, the question I want to ask is, is there any consideration of, you know, as the, the women's game continues to grow, that at some of the parks that they play these games... Do you think they'll consider, and I don't know if they're already in existence, you know, I think some of the, the larger parks that they're playing at probably already have 
lighting systems in place, but some of the uh, the smaller training parks where they're playing games for points, do they do these facilities, do these ovals have lights to allow the games to be played at night when the weather might be a little bit more conducive to playing footy? And, uh, you know, it might make for a healthier time for the players as well. If they're not playing, you know, let's say, in Perth in 40-degree in heat in the daytime, maybe they can play in, you know, 27-degree heat in the evening. You know, I don't know if that's a possibility. Again, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think they're going to be playing the, the games at Optus. Yeah, I know there's a couple of games at Metricon this weekend. But I, I just was wondering if, if there are lights at a lot of these smaller parks now i you know i know that you know geelong at, at gmbha stadium there are lights of course you know granted the weather maybe isn't quite as severe there as it is in in uh, queensland but uh you know if they're playing at metricon you know do they consider playing those at night at all yeah i just i just i really wonder about that i guess it's around yeah maybe it is around seven o'clock i'd have to go back and look at the actual time difference there uh now you know, we uh, we also had, you know, a couple clubs that just absolutely dismantled their opponents this weekend. You know, that being Melbourne and Fremantle. And Fremantle got rewarded for it. They got the week off. You know, they, they took care of the Giants and the Blues. And uh, between the two of them, between those two sides, and these were sides that people thought, and maybe they, I, I doubt it's going to happen, but, you know, it, it could possibly, something strange could happen. I don't think Carlton's going to get there. But people thought that these two clubs were the ones that were going to possibly contend to play finals this year. Now, you know, the Dockers, they got back to the Fremantle Oval for the first time. But from what I've gathered, they've not been completely reintroduced into their home life as they've been sequestered away uh, while they're going through their quarantine process, if you will, uh, in order to get uh, to get assimilated back into West Australia. And of course, I guess when they, they leave and go and play an away game again, they're going to have to make some adjustments with that as well. Taylor Harris and Kate Hoare both kicked a couple of goals to pace the D's and the Dockers were led by the, their, their mighty two pronged Michaela attack with Michaela Hyde kicking two goals and Michaela Morrison knocking through three goals. One now Carlton, this is, this is what's interesting. They had 27 inside fifties. But they managed to kick a single goal and three behinds with 27 inside 50s. That, that's a staggering number that they were not able to convert. So you, you have to tip your cap to the, uh, you know, you have to tip your cap to, the, to their opponents, to the defense for, for keeping them off the scoreboard. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, Fremantle just really shut them down. Now, the winless Saints, they gave the Lions everything that they could handle this week. And the Lions had that in many ways with the Cats uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, the Cats played them very tough, not enough to win, but definitely let them know that, hey, you know, this is a club that's going to be uh, worthy of uh, of your concern. I don't want, I guess, your respect, if you will, that we're going we're gonna to bring it to you if we possibly can. And... Uh, you can't help but notice when you look at the stat sheet, you know, Brisbane's three goals, 13 behinds for the game. And, uh, you know, this was a pretty solid showing for the Saints. You know, Nicholas Zenis had two goals, but, you know, the Lions, they, they just kept peppering the goals, but couldn't put it through the big sticks. But they did enough to win. 
you know, winning by five. So, you know, this game could have been a much wider margin had they been able to kick more accurately. This might have been a three or four or five goal victory for them, but didn't work out that way. Now, the game of the weekend was the final game of the weekend. It was the one that when you looked at the ladder, if you looked at the ladder initially, you thought, eh, this might not be close, but you're going to be wrong. You know, the Bulldogs, they've been handed arguably the worst luck uh, of any club to start the season. You know, losing uh, Izzy Huntington first few minutes of the first game, you know, getting shut down for a couple weeks and now having to come back and make up, you know, multiple games during the same week. You know, they've been they've been dealt a pretty lousy hand and they're starting to battle back and they did that they did that this week here when they faced off against the the uh the Crows. You know, they showed that this is a very quality side. You know, they jumped out to a two goal lead very early against the Crows. It, it came out and you know it was um uh, you know, it was in many ways, if you're going to use a boxing analogy, the boxer came out and just, you know, laid a couple haymakers on the opponent, hoping the opponent would go down. But the opponent, of course, didn't. They fought back. You know, Lisa Whitley and Ashley Woodland, you know, both kicked a couple goals for the Crows. But, you know, the, the Bulldogs had a, a very wide, diverse group of goal scorers. They had seven goal scorers with Bonnie Toogood kicking two herself. You know, the final moments of the game, if you haven't seen the seen it very exciting because it was a uh it was kind of like a a chaos i don't think it was a rugby scrum per se because it there was a lot more movement but it was an extraordinarily chaotic couple of minutes um with the ball and the players being bounced around in the goal square in front of the the crow's goal and if they had just been able to you know gather any kind of control on the ball and get it pushed through even for behind that's two more premiership points that they've added to their side that they didn't get because of this. And this, like I said, this is a very exciting contest. So, you know, good on you Bulldogs for, for holding on to win this one. And, and of course, you know, Crows good on you for battling back and almost winning a game that you were, you were down pretty significantly in. So you, you were, you were down, but you are most certainly not out. So this was a fantastic matchup. And if you get a chance to watch it, I strongly encourage you go to, to go back and check it out because it was it's well worth your time. So let's look at the tips for round seven. And as I mentioned, we've got eight games being played this week. You know, the Bulldogs, Lions, and Suns all get to double up on their games this round. You know, the Lions and Bulldogs are getting three days off between games, and the Suns are getting a fourth day. The Cats and Dockers game was canceled, which is going to give the Dockers a significant rest. It's going to give Kara Bowers a huge rest because she's been off the last couple games due to suspension and she was supposed to come back this week uh at cardinia park to face the cats and that game's been canceled so as a cat supporter i am thrilled to know that uh that we're not going to have to face the wrath of Kara bowers coming back off suspension right away somebody else is going to get to deal with that next week so the q clash is taking place in just a few hours and the Suns have got to be feeling good about themselves, as they should. You know, they've moved up to seven, the seventh spot on the ladder. And, I, you know, I don't think a lot of people saw them competing for a, a, a final spot this year. I didn't. You know, this is a club that didn't win a game last year. I, I thought they would win some games this year, but I didn't think they would be in a position that they're putting themselves right now. Now, I still think the Lions right now are, are too strong of a side, even without... Uh, Simi Farquharson, who's going to be out for this game. Uh, I think they're going to be more accurate 
around the goal square this time and around the goal uh, than they were last week. I've got the Lions winning this one by eight points. Okay, I've got the Lions winning this one by eight. Now we move on to Witten Oval, where the Cats are going to be facing off against the Bulldogs. And the Bulldogs, they're coming to this game brimming with confidence after knocking off the Crows. But you can't help but think that they've got two games in four days, that that has to be in the back of their mind, that they're going to have to turn around and travel to play that second game. They're playing at home right now, but they're going to have to travel to go play that second game. So they're going to have to hop on a plane for a, a several-hour flight to go play a game with not much downtime. So it's going to be, a lot, I think, a lot of rest and recuperation for the side between those games without you know a whole lot of... Uh, activity i would think i think you'd have to just let their bodies rest in order to uh to come back out there now the cats you know they're you know they're they've been competing week in and week out and you know i think this is going to be a close contest but i have to be honest i think the bulldogs are a better side right now and i've got the bulldogs winning this one by seven points and rochelle cranston is going to put the game out of reach late in the contest by kicking a goal that's going to put them up by two scores and we've got GWS and Adelaide at Blacktown International. And the Crows, you know, they dropped a game they definitely could have won. Uh, I don't think they let that happen again. The Giants are a lot like Carlton. They are really, really scuffling right now. And I think the Crows, you know, they're going to have a better week this week. And I think they take care of business and they beat the Giants by more than two goals. I've got them beating GWS by 13 points. And then we get to Carlton and St. Kilda down at Icon Park. And this is a Blues home game, but uh, I think they would be the first to admit they have scuffled this year. And St. Kilda, in many ways, reminds me of what I saw the Cats do last year. They weren't getting a lot of success in terms of wins and losses, but they were competing like hell. And they just, you know, they need to figure out how to just put more points onto the scoreboard, which is what the Cats you know, have had to do from last year going into this year. And in many, you could certainly make the argument that they've still needed to do this year. Uh, you know, I think that this is going to be the opportunity for the Saints to get their first win of the season. And I've got the Saints beating Carlton by five points here. Okay, I'm going with St. Kilda in this game. And we're back out. In West Australia with Richmond traveling to face the Eagles at Mineral Resources Park. And the Tigers head west. Uh, you know, they got, you know, the Eagles, they got thumped pretty well by the Magpies in their return home. You know, despite the temperatures, you know, I think that the Tigers, you know, even with their injuries, are a slightly better side here. And I am going to go with the Tigers finding their way to win out west and Richmond winning this one by eight points. And then we head down to Hobart for... The Magpies visiting North Melbourne. And North Melbourne has been playing very well in recent weeks. They've won four in a row. I don't see that changing. Collingwood's going to be without Sabrina Frederick uh, during this round. You know, like I said, they've got that four-game winning streak. You know, they, they played very well in Hobart the last time they were, they were there a couple weeks ago. I think they make it a five-game winning streak. And I'm going to go with the Ruse to beat the Magpies by 10 points. And now we get our double up games here. We've got Brisbane home against uh, you know, home at Metricon facing off against a well-rested D squad. They haven't played this weekend yet. 
they're going to be well rested and the the, the lions are going to be very weary i believe they've got f- uh, they've got 3 days off between games and uh you know the d's you know they're back at, they're going to be back uh after having a considerable amount of time off now you know i think that the uh, you know the weather of course could be a factor uh but i think that just the fact that the lions are going to be dragging quite frankly i would believe you know, I hope I'm wrong about that, but just you know, playing, you know, game that quickly is is going to be difficult for them. So I think the D's are going to be able to put these special circumstances to use for them, and I've got the D's beating the Lions by nine points. So the D's are going to be creeping up on the uh, the ladder, and they're going to knock the uh, they're going to knock the Lions down a little bit. And then the last game of the round. Gold Coast facing the Bulldogs again at Metricon. And, uh, you know, the Bulldogs have had, like I said earlier, they're going to have had three days off between games and having to travel. Gold Coast having four. You know, I honestly, I don't know how to tip this game because, you know, the Bulldogs have been playing much better. The Suns have certainly been playing better. I'm I'm going to go with the club that has the extra day rest, that's playing you know, a, a, a home game for themselves. So I am going to go with the Suns to win this one by eight points. So there's my tips for this round. I, I know I got one la- run, one wrong last week when I got the Cats game wrong. So um, you'll have to let me know what I got right, what I got wrong, you know, whether you agree with me or not. And, uh, you know, you can reach out at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can leave me a voicemail or a message over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can certainly send me uh, messages over on Twitter at yank underscore on or on Instagram or on uh, Facebook as well. You can search out the podcast name, Yank on the Footy, uh, to respond there as well. And um, remember, like I said, you can you can subscribe for the mailing list over at the website. I hope you'll consider doing that. I hope you'll consider... Uh, leaving a review you can do that right from the website as well so if you if you're somebody who wants to leave a review if you like what you're hearing and that word of mouth allows me to share that information out on social media and hopefully you'll tell your friends about it if you're enjoying the podcast i hope you'll tell your friends about it as well uh if you want to help out the podcast you can do that by clicking on the little yellow button in the bottom left hand corner uh that's my buy me a coffee page and you know those of you who've donated i truly appreciate you helping me out that's been absolutely fantastic. Now, again, you can reach me by email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com and on all my socials as well. You can find all those listed in the show notes of this episode. And again, like I said, I hope you'll consider signing up for the mailing list. And ladies and gentlemen, we're past the halfway point of the women's season. Uh, the men's comp is coming up here in just about a month. And I have a whole slew of team previews that I'm going to be coming out with here very shortly. I've got eight or nine of them done already, and I'm sitting down to do three more of them this weekend. And I've got a couple more that I need to get scheduled. But again, as I'd mentioned before, I'm still trying to find a Lion supporter, a Tiger supporter, as well as a Sun supporter for sure. And I think those are the only three. Uh, you know what? A West Coast Eagles supporter as well. I've not been able to track down. So if you know an Eagles supporter out there that would want to, you know, hop on, have them click on the register as a guest button on my website. And folks, 
this has been an exciting women's comp. You know, we've had a few hiccups with COVID and, uh, you know, some cancellations and that sort of thing. But you can't do much more than tip your cap to these young ladies for, for performing at a, a higher level this year than the previous year. And for, you know, playing a game that they have absolutely embraced and fallen in love with. Yeah. I'm excited for the men's comp starting, but I'm, I'm equally as thrilled for the women's comp going as well as it has and cannot wait to see what happens when finals time comes around. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, we love our clubs. We are fans of the clubs that we, uh, that we've supported for our whole lives, or in my case, yeah, about six years. Um, you know, if you're enjoying the show, like I said, I hope you'll consider sharing a link to your favorite episode or this episode uh, with your friends and family out on your social media. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 128 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore Ron on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com or on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. And check out the website, ayankonthefooty.com. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening, and I hope you'll give it a share. And until next time, folks, this is Craig Wessels. Goodbye.